What is a fan? Is this what a fan looks like? Or maybe this? fan, a fanatic, an aficionado, a supporter, an enthusiastic devotee as of a sport or a performing art, usually as a spectator, an ardent admirer or enthusiast as of a celebrity or a pursuit. Someone who has an intense and occasionally overwhelming liking and enthusiasm for a sporting club, a person, a group of people, or a trend. Collectively, the fans of a particular person, team, or object constitute its fan base or fandom. They may show their enthusiasm in a variety of ways, promoting the object of interest through social posts and blogs, flags and banners, by forming fan clubs, holding conventions and gatherings, driven by their sense of passion and emotion, their sense of enjoyment and sharing a sense of community, they come together. We can be fans of many things. What are you a fan of? Movies, books, bands, footy teams, favorite Insta influencer, so many things. We can be a fan of Jesus. We can admire him. We can be enthusiastic enthusiastically driven to promote him, we can join together in our shared interest and passion and we can become a fan base. We can exhibit behaviours of fandom, but when we choose Jesus, we are called to be more than fans. We are called to be followers. You know, Jesus offers us so much, but his call also asks much of us. He asks us to go beyond being his fan, to go beyond admiring him, supporting him, even go beyond coming together and meeting in a community in his name to actually following him. So what does that look like? A follower can be defined as this, one in the service of another, one that follows the opinions or teachings of another, one that imitates another. A follower can be identified by their behaviour, serving, learning, imitating, following a mission and vision and living that out. Jesus calls us to follow him. 
In Matthew 16, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Give up your own way. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow me. Being a follower, a disciple, requires actions. It requires habits and behaviour. Being a follower requires something of us. Jesus came to show us how to live. He is our model. He calls us to imitate him. You know, Jesus didn't take the easy road. He had the bigger picture in mind. He was focused not just on our current earthly kingdom, not just on a good life now, but on all kingdoms. Authority on earth and in heaven. He was making a pathway for us to reach an eternal reward with him. But it was not a smooth road for him, and it's often not for us. He modelled to us that great gain, great reward requires sacrifice. We are playing the long game, pursuing a better goal, the joys and delights of eternal life with him. A call to follow him requires the laying aside of self, taking the hard road, believing the best is yet to come. Jesus says, give up your own way. Deny yourself. You know, this is really very countercultural. Everything in our culture points to the need to find yourself. It is our human desire to strive to find meaning and joy in our lives. Maybe a better job, a new place to live, more friends, then I'll be happy. When Jesus reminds us to deny ourselves, to give up our own way. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. To follow after him is to allow Jesus to be the hero of your story, to find your identity and find yourself in him. We will always fail in producing true and lasting joy in ourselves as we were not designed for that. But when we orient our lives around God, Jesus says we are like a man finding treasure hidden in a field, which is more valuable than anything else. Self-denial is not a loss. It is the greatest gain. It is the winning move of the long game. We can be reminded that although we face hard times, when struggles and pain come, when that happens, be happy, it says in the Bible. Yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. The best 
is yet to come. Take up your cross. Following after Jesus is not just recognising what he did for us and accepting his suffering for us, although this is an important step in beginning this journey. Jesus asks us to take up our own cross. He reminds us that there is a cost to following him. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a Lutheran pastor in Germany at the time of the Holocaust, said this, Salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you your life. And he knew that better than anyone. Following Jesus is not the answer to an easy life. Following him does not guarantee all good things will come your way in this life. There are times when living after Jesus requires us to be obedient in his call, to lay aside our desires, our wants, our plans, our egos, and take up what he requires of us, a willingness to step outside of the safe zone to follow his ways. Follow him to live out his mission, to reprioritize our lives, our relationships, our money, our choices, to live out his mission to show and share his love for the world. Who we follow and what guides our life is one of the most defining things about us. Jesus asks us to follow him. That is the essence of being a disciple. Did you know the word disciple is found 269 times in the New Testament, while the word Christian is found only three times? In fact, in our recorded books, Jesus never used the word for Christian. Jesus is not just after those who will raise a hand and say, yes, I believe in you, in the idea of you. He is after those who will follow his teachings, who are willing to follow his way of life as teacher, leader and Lord. Jesus is after committed, disciplined followers, people to take up his mission and make it their own. Yes, he wants people to believe in him, to accept his sacrifice on their behalf, but then he calls them. He calls all of us to more, to not just be saved by him, but to have our needs met by him, to have our hurts healed by him, to step into the authority he gives us and live the rest of our lives, allowing him to shape us to be more like him. The word disciple comes from the Greek word, mathetes. Yep, the word we get maths from. It means learner. To be a disciple, a follower, means we are a learner. We must be willing to learn from Jesus. We are constantly surrounded by voices, influences and ideas that shape how we view things and what we follow. 
A lot of our learning, our discipleship happens passively through where we place ourselves and what we choose. We are all following something, learning from something. Our choice that we have each day is what are we going to follow? Who are we going to learn from? Where are we going to place our worship? What are you going to let disciple you, shape you? Who are you learning from? Where are you going to position yourself? In Jesus' time, learning from someone required proximity. There were no YouTube videos, online courses. There were no instruction guides. Just getting alongside someone, watching them, being with them, learning from them. Teachers in that time were called rabbis. It was actually the teachers that sought out the students. To be selected by a rabbi to learn from them was an enormous privilege. Those chosen would live beside their rabbi. They would follow him. They would learn from him in every aspect of their lives. The rabbi and his disciples, his learners, his followers would move from place to place. The rabbi would walk in front and the followers would stay close behind to, to hear what he had to say as they walked to get near to him, to be like him. The dry dirt roads that they walked would kick up a fine powdery dust. As the followers stepped where their rabbi stepped, as they stayed close, the dust covered their feet. It covered their clothes and it clung to them. As they travelled, as they listened, as they learnt, they were covered with the dust kicked up by the feet of their rabbi. They carried it with them. There is a Hebrew blessing. He vey metabach be afar raglahem, which literally means be powdering yourself with the dust of their feet. A blessing that as they walked close behind their teacher, as they followed in his steps, as they travelled together, that they may be impacted, that they may be changed, that they may be covered in his dust, that they may become more like him. It takes time. It takes proximity, it takes obedience, it takes discipline. It takes making a choice. Daily commitment is the only way discipleship works. One step at a time, one decision at a time, actions, habits and behaviour. So what does this look like for me? What impact does this have on my life? What makes me a follower rather than just a fan? 
What is the difference between Trish, a mum, a wife, a friend, going about everyday life, trying to live my best life, and Trish, a follower, a disciple of Jesus, a mum, a friend, a wife, going about my everyday life, trying to live my best life for Jesus? How is this different? Well, for me, it comes down to those little and sometimes big decisions I make each day. Decisions about my priorities, my attitudes, my responses, my motivations. It's choosing to put Jesus first. It's getting covered in his dust, reading his word, spending time with him, walking with him speaking to him in prayer. But for me, it's more than that. It's how I choose to respond when the hard things happen, when my child is having a really tough time, when my husband is made redundant, when someone speaks badly of someone I love, when sadness and hard times come my way, making the choice to respond with compassion, to forgive to reach out to others, to lean into the strength that Jesus gives, to rely on his love, choosing to walk closer with him. When someone around me needs help, I try to choose to reprioritize, to move things around, to be able to be part of showing love and care for them. When challenges come along, unexpected unexpected financial expenses, job changes. I choose to trust in him, to continue being faithful, putting his community and his call first. And he's never let me down. When life is full on, I choose to prioritize coming to worship, to learn, to grow, to share together with other followers, to push into becoming more like him. I want to see the ripples of the effects of Jesus, the things he has given and shown me and put in my life moving out to others. Encouragement, compassion, generosity, love, that they may be impacted by him, drawn to him as I seek to follow him. I want them to experience Jesus through my actions, the words I choose, my behaviours, in my relationships, in the way I choose to use my money and my time. Do I always get this right? Oh, no, I wish I could say yes, but there are times when I don't respond the way I want to, when my first reaction is not the attitude I want to reflect. But I acknowledge this, I ask for forgiveness and help, and I keep pushing towards where I want to be in Jesus. Following after Jesus, walking closely behind him, observing him, being covered in his dust, imitating his habits, talking, listening, praying, loving others, building habits and behaviours of faith. I want to be covered in the dust of my rabbi, 
my teacher, my Lord and Saviour. More than a fan, I choose to be a follower. May this be reflected in my compassion for others, encouragement of those around me, love and concern for those in my world, my attitudes, priorities, responses, motivation and gratitude, and my daily choice to grow and learn to be more like him. What about you? Are you a fan or a follower? Jesus, thank you for saving us, for calling us to be more than a fan, to follow you in our actions and our habits and behaviours. Help us walk so closely to you that you, we are covered in your dust to follow after you, to learn from you, to set aside ourselves, to become more like you, to reach the world around us as you have modelled to us. Amen.